Over the last two years, we've seen massive disruption in our social structure, pandemic, politics, famine, climate crisis after climate crisis. And in our isolation, we rediscovered our need for human connection, something that satisfies our hearts, a desire to reconnect with our humanity and to find solutions. That's led to amazing medical discoveries, deepened interest in philosophy, spirituality, art, culture, creativity of all sorts, mindfulness and meditation. Remote work brought to light how many people are caring for family, friends, and even neighbors with long-term illness or disability. These people, referred to as family caregivers, are unpaid for their service and don't really recognize that label, caregiver. They're just helping out, doing what they can or what they must, but care they do, and their sacrifices and stories are being revealed. We've heard about what it's like to care for a loved one when you can't reach them, go to the doctor, see them in the hospital or a care facility, be with them for their last breath. Our hearts break from these stories. There's been an outpouring of compassion for caregivers. We relate to what caregivers are struggling with. Because in fact, all of us are caregivers. With everyone at home, we're seeing the struggle of parenting and supporting care for one or perhaps many others and work and taking care of ourselves or not. What it's like to feel alone with the struggle of caring and deciding if it's safe to tell your coworkers, your boss, your neighbors. Looking for support in many different areas, but it's a lot harder in isolation. And we're wondering how to find help for themselves and also for those they care for. In a recent conversation, I heard about Joan's struggle to raise her family and care for her mother dying of cancer while working a full-time job. She said, I couldn't tell my boss I was caregiving too. I just knew they wouldn't be there for me. They wouldn't have trusted me with clients or the workload, so I didn't tell them. After a change of employers into an environment of care and flexibility, she told her boss, who made it clear that she was a valued part of the team, asked what she needed, and offered a number of options to support her so she could continue to work and do the great job she was and care for her mother and take care of herself. Joan says the difference was like night and day. She's become stronger and more committed to her new employer, for whom she is both grateful and intensely loyal. I've heard so many of these stories, and I've felt the reticence to go back to the same old workplace or even the same old life. In my conversations, I've also heard quite a lot of unrecognized grief from people. I'd like you to take a moment and let that word soak in. Grief. Can you feel it? If you really think about it, you may recognize grief as one of your experiences. Grief is simply a natural response to loss. And that loss can take so many forms. Loss of friends, loved ones, colleagues, pets. Loss of agency, success, or power. Missing out on our potential 
because of isolation. Missing the camaraderie of school, of the workplace, or after work gatherings. Friends and family outside the home that we haven't seen for months or even years. Worry that going back to work as a caregiver will have negative results, not just for themselves, but for those they care for. Honestly, the thought of the long commutes, the horrible bosses, the insane hours, and the workload. Can you relate? Grief. It's something we tuck away and try to pretend it's not there, but it is. If you're struggling with that grief, know that it is a natural feeling, not something to be ashamed of. Recognizing grief is the first step to accepting it as part of life. Life is never tidy. It can be a mess. It can also be a tremendous catalyst for change. Grief. So, how do we want to go into the next phase of our lives? Will we take the lessons we've learned and the yearning for change into the future? As we all begin to think of what we want the coming years to look like, a record number of people are thinking about what they want out of life and work and what they expect from their employers. For years, generations of workers have put nose to the grindstone, toiling away with the hope of a pension, a retirement, working insane hours because we thought we had to, or that the competition would steal our jobs and our glory. Work was focused on results for the company, and not on the well-being of the people. Over the last several years, I've observed a subtle shift in work culture as workers begin to demand more. The great resignation is just one symptom of people expressing their dissatisfaction with out-of-date work cultures and a desire for a more human-focused workplace. Remote work forced employers to wake up to the fact that more than half of employees are likely caring for loved ones as well as working. Leaders realize the challenges caregivers are facing, many of them in a deeply personal way. How will we adapt to create a work culture that nurtures and encourages our teams to be their best, including caring for each other in times of struggle? There are lots of venture capital investments in companies who develop frameworks and tools and services to serve caregivers and their families. There's a lot of investment too in organizations who help caregivers manage their duties and workload, as well as their mental and physical health. And self-care apps to help us all be more mindful, train our brains and health and wellness overall. It's an amazing time to work in the mindfulness and people management space. And I'm working with individuals and companies desiring to support the wellness of their people. Here are some of the things that I've heard out there in the world. One thing isolation does, it kind of makes us turn inward. We may not see what's going on with other people. It's actually made us really bad communicators. Several people told me they didn't know how to go to a face-to-face -face meeting and talk to people. It was just so unfamiliar. We need to work through that unfamiliar feeling if we're going to change culture. Businesses large and small are reaching out to employees to really listen to what they want work to be like. This is more than random surveys and 360s. 
focus groups and commissions are being formed within the company to reinvent what working together should look like. Leadership is listening, and new policies and programs are in place for time sharing, affinity groups for those struggling with parenting, stress, remote work. Counselors and coaches are available for support. One huge Fortune 100 company, seeing the distress of the workforce managing family and work and home, hired a concierge service. If you needed to work but first had to find respite care for dad, someone to install better broadband, a tutor, a dog walker, somebody to pick up the groceries, the concierge takes the hassle off your hands so you can stay focused on work without feeling absent. A marketing agency brought all employees together in a virtual retreat where they learn skills to reduce stress, have more effective conversations, and make simple mindfulness practices a regular part of the routine. The company reported an increased feeling of communication, cohesion, and reduced stress between individuals. A service company with offices around the world offers staff shorter required hours and optional mental health days. Recognizing that having a bad day happens to all of us, teams work together to cover each other and interpersonal communication is improved. A team leader switched all meetings to start at 10 minutes after the hour to allow a break to take a breath, relax between meetings. Consultants provide services to help manage grief, provide training in conflict resolution and mindfulness, to address the stress levels we are all feeling, boosting productivity and resilience. Some are working with companies to understand the return on investment of the caregivers within the organization and changing the way both employees and employers see the value the caregiver experience brings. So what can you do? If you're caring for family, friends, a neighbor, Give yourself a hug right now. Recognize that what you do is important and it's a real job. If you're working another job too, open communication with your coworkers. You'll discover you're not alone. Offer compassion to those around you. See how you can support each other. Share skills and tools. Consider the skills that you gained as a caregiver and how they're helping you in your other job, too. If you think someone you work with is overwhelmed, gently ask how they're doing. And take time to listen to the answer. How can you really help? Share this talk with coworkers as a way to spark conversation about what everyone can do. Find out what people need. Form a group to work with HR to develop a plan to manage stress, and ensure a supportive work environment for carers and coworkers. We all benefit from a healthy work environment that demonstrates compassion and understanding. Organize a virtual or an in-person retreat where people can hone their communication skills with mindful awareness, learn skills to reduce stress, and take the time to learn each other's stories. To share strategies and resources this can be very powerful because that human connection, that's what we crave. It's what we've missed. So it's way past time we recognize 
Business is a community of human beings doing the best we can and better together. We humans are resilient beings. Let's work to take care of each other with compassion, kindness, and a sincere wish for all of us to be healthy and happy. Thank you.